Where's it going, Rudy? I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I? Club. This week we got a party line going because we've got both co-hosts, Adam and Scott. Yeah. And well Steven, Aquisly98, who picked this movie. Uh, and it's Aquisly89, right? Because <laughs> I no. know I said it backwards. <laughs> it's Aquisly90. Whatever it is. He's it's here. He picked... Years. Literally years. <laughs> <laughs> I barely know my own username. Um... So he picked Nosferatu, uh, which is kind of the, it's definitely the earliest version of Dracula, uh, and an early, pretty much one of the earliest horror films. Um, so why did you pick this? Um, it's just been a film that I've always really enjoyed. Um, one of my favorite horror films. Uh, I've never really been a fan of like the old classic black and white stuff, but this one seems to just kind of tick all the right boxes as far Ooh. as both. <laughs> oh, the... tick all. I thought you are like, tick all the right boxes. I'm like, man, that's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> no, just the, you know, the whole kind of myth around the film being that Max Shrek was actually a vampire, the whole copyright issue, um... And the fact it was a lost film for however many years, and um, there's so much like visionary special effects in the film that I think are really really cool as well for the time period. So yeah, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about. I remember watching this film in a class that I was taking when we did a focus on uh, German expressionism in the early silent films, and uh, it it's it is a very gorgeously shot. Uh, film from that era. I I actually think that while I'm not like the world's biggest fan of silent films, I like the occasional like Charlie Chaplin film or something. But the German expressionistic silent films are absolutely phenomenal. Um, this and uh, I can't pronounce the whole name. Uh, the The Cabinet of Doctor uh, Calgary Caligari or whatever. Yeah, whatever it is, are are incredible with the the way that the shots are set up and the the you know the way that even the set design is in these films is always really cool lots of shadows and and stuff like that um i mean this movie definitely has four or five highly iconic shots in it yeah um now i know that adam and scott uh had messaged me in advance that they were also going to discuss a little bit of Shadow of the Vampire because, you know, it's a it's a Nosferatu is a pretty short film and it's a very cut and dry story that we've all um, heard because of Dracula. We we know the story of Dracula and I mean the history behind why this is called Nosferatu is kind of interesting, but they wanted to play with a little bit of the you know the legend that it actually stars a vampire. 
Um, which is ridiculous because you can't photograph a vampire. But oh. <laughs> wow, you know, of the of the dozens of times I've watched Shadow of the Vampire, I never. God damn! <laughs> is that what broke your suspension of disbelief? Re- yep. Suspension of disbelief broke. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Like so broken, so just shattered. I don't even want to talk about it now. I think it's a dumb movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and and Nosferatu. I mean, obviously they Max Shrek couldn't have been a vampire. So, are you trying to tell me that that uh uh? Who plays who plays Dracula and like the Dracula Bram Stoker's Dracula? He's not real. Belagos is not really a vampire either. No, no, not Belagos. Oh, Gary that. Oldman. Yeah, Gary Oldman's not a vampire. He didn't method act his way into becoming a vampire for that movie. I don't know. He does seem ageless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, well, what did you guys think of Nosferatu? We'll start there. Adam, you can go first, man. Uh, you know how it is. I have no attention span for these kind of movies. Um, I drifted in and out of paying attention to it. I essentially paid enough attention to just read the title cards and stuff as they came up. Um, but I, you know, it's, I obviously understand that it's a classic film. It's a, a necessary film for the development of like a lot of horror that we have today. But, uh, it just didn't, it doesn't ring my bell. I just could hardly pay attention to it. That's why I watched Shadow of the Vampire, because it was a far more engaging, interesting movie than, than this. Um, but that's just me. You know, I'm, I like Chopping Mall, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm the weird one, because I like Chopping Mall, and I like Nosferatu. I, I don't, don't dislike it. I just have a hard time paying attention to it. Right, it's not like a movie that I, I'll be like, oh, I've got two hours free. Or, I mean, this movie isn't two hours long, but you know what I'm saying, like. I, I I don't have like a block of time for you to go. Oh yeah, I'm gonna watch Nosferatu again. I mean, I've seen it like five times, but it, 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 I mean, it's really really good. Good. Um, I love this film. I think that it's probably the best of the silent films that I've ever seen. Um, and it's amazing because it was like the copy that we watch today is the only surviving copy because Bram Stoker's family ordered it because so. This movie was like copyright infringement on 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 uh, Dracula, yeah. and Bram Stoker's family was so pissed that they burnt like every single copy except for this one. Yeah, and so we're we're watching it from one like all the copies of Nosferatu, and and it's like such a great iconic horror movie was almost lost, and and you know like we're I don't know I just feel like very lucky that it's available to watch, and so that's kind of the way I feel when I watch is 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 appreciative and not scared or unnerved, although I, I do think that Max Shrek is a very unnerving character, and that, that definitely is great because it feeds into the mythos of, of the film and, and of, um, of of uh, of uh, Shadow of the Vampire becoming, you know, uh, made. I, I think Shadow of the Vampire is a great film, um, it, and it's also, I have to agree with uh, Adam that it's, it's definitely more uh, more watchable because I mean, it's a modern movie. This is not a modern movie. They're doing what they could with the the um, the technology that they had at the time and and the desire of the people, you know, watching it. But I'm sure the people just like lost their shit the first time they saw this movie because it's so dark. 
Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about the copyright infringement element, too, because I do think that that's kind of humorous in a way, that they couldn't get the copyrights for Dracula, so they literally just changed the character's name and then wrote a screenplay that is scene for scene in the book Dracula (laughs) and hope that no one would notice, (laughs) which is kind of funny to me. Um, But I... I, Right at the very beginning, you see the title cards and stuff come up, and it you know specifically mentions that it is an adaption of Dracula. Um... From the other reading and stuff I've done, it seems like they changed the characters' names just to make it fit in with the whole German setting a bit better because Dracula is an English book by a... Was Bram Stoker Irish or English? I can't remember. But anyway, it's um, you know, it's a very British story, although yeah. it's being set in Transylvania and Romania and stuff. Um, so I think the character names and the setting were changed to just make it more accessible to the German audience of the time. I'm not sure if that had anything to do with the trying to sneak it under the copyright radar. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that, that Count Orlock is probably the coolest looking... Van- I've, I've never been a big vampire guy. But I, yeah, think that, I think that Orlock is a really cool looking vampire because instead of, you know, Bela Lugosi or these other, these other actors... Who they just look normal, but there's you know they have these magical powers. I like that he has this weird like almost a bat like face uh, attached to his body. Like it's just that smushed up nose and the pointy ears, and it's just kind of a really ear eerie look. Um, that I don't think that they've ever been able to to duplicate and do better. Um, even like Fright Night and stuff like that, where they try to do like the mid transformation vampire thing, or I mean Buffy, where it was just like, hey, we'll just put some shadows under their eyes when they're a vampire, <laughs> and they learn karate somehow. <laughs> All of them. Well, that's the first thing you do when you die. Is before you come back as a vampire, you spend like a week in hell with intensive kung fu training, and then you're allowed to come back. Listen, I took I took uh, karate training when I was like seven. And that is my idea of hell. <laughs> so it's yeah, boring shit it. ever. All right, now, a lot if you more. break this block, Scott, you get to get a green stripe on your red belt. But that won't make you a green belt yet. You got to get three or four of these stripes first. That sounds vaguely familiar, and yeah, that's, so I, I, that's how my karate classes. Okay. Were. Oh my god, we're <laughs> oh, we're such nerds. We all took fucking karate. I lived behind, my parents lived behind a karate studio, so it was like the easiest way to get me out of the house for an hour. <laughs> I did it I, I did it for like two weeks, and it was like if you didn't listen or did something wrong, then you had to do push-ups, so I just spent 90% of the time doing push-ups. <laughs> I'm the wrong person to complain about karate and stuff, too, because I did it for like 15 years, <laughs> more than <Shit>. that. <laughs> so you could kick our asses, is essentially what it comes down to. <laughs> Uh, I like to think so, but I think reality would probably be a bit different. Yeah, I mean, let's just all do push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we got totally off topic. We did, but uh, that's fine uh, <laughs> because we always do that. Um, so, is there anything in particular you want us to discuss, uh, Stephen? when we get into the actual threads, is there anything that you want to discuss on the podcast? I mean, that's the hardest thing with the silent films usually is like, there's only so much to be said about a film that has very little dialogue. Yeah. I mean, most of the intertitles and the diary entries and stuff kind of give you everything you need anyway. Um, But 
there was a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Uh, I moaned about the tinting on it, but it does actually, it is necessary, um, especially back in the you know tens, twenties, thirties. It was very, very difficult to shoot at night. So the reason for tinting the film blue would be night scenes, pink is kind of dawn or dusk, and then scenes tinted yellow are either daytime scenes or um but you know by internal interior light so that's something to keep in mind um there's a really good bit towards the end where it's tinted yellow and then a candle's blown out and it instantly switches to blue which is it's a bit of a jarring transition looking at it now but at the time that would have been really quite quite nice trick um as far as the editing of it goes just the way montage is used and also the cross cutting um especially when uh, Thomas Hooter or um, Jonathan Harker would be the kind of Dracula name for the character when he's trying to get back to the city to warn everybody about the plague that's coming. Um, that's also kind of cross-cut with um, Count Orlock being transferred back on the ship as well, so that's kind of quite a cool, quite a cool thing. Um, and then stuff like the stop-motion where Orlock is filling the coffins up with dirt and he climbs into the top one and you know it magically closes on him as well um there's lots of little things like that that would have blown people's minds and yeah it does look really really dated these days but you've got to kind of look at it as a product of its time um yeah i think we can safely move on to shadow of the vampire now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I know is what I know. That's what everybody really wants to talk about. Uh, well, and I don't want to talk about it too much because I want someone to actually pick it. Um, I know it's been on my list, but I've been waiting for someone to pick Nosferatu first. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we could actually hop on over to what we've watched this week. Uh, Stephen, have you watched anything exciting this week? Uh, I'm just having a look at my list. I'm trying to remember what I actually watched. Um. Town of Dreaded Sundown and the Sentinel, obviously, for Horror Club. Uh, I watched Dock of the Dead, which is the Geeks, Geekscape documentary. Uh, zombie documentary, which yeah. I thought was pretty good. Yeah, not it's nothing, like, yeah, it's nothing amazing, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a good 80 minutes of your time, so <laughs> worth a watch. Um, I've been doing a lot of reading, actually, recently, more so than usual. Um, I got interested in the Jeffrey McDonald case, uh, it's kind of a true crime thing back from back in the 70s. I'm not sure if anybody's heard of it, but there's a couple of really good books on the subject, including one by the filmmaker Errol Morris, who you probably know for the documentaries he's done, like Thin Blue, Thin Blue Line, um, Fog of War, stuff like that. Um, if you're into true crime, definitely give, give them a look. All right. Uh, we'll move on to Adam. What have you been watching? Um, I watched Shadow of the Vampire. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> I never, I'd never seen that movie before, so I'm, I'm happy that Stephen picked it, if only so that I could watch Shadow of the Vampire because it was fucking sweet. Yeah, it's always good movie. when you get to see Willem Dafoe and uh, John Malkovich acting together in a film because they're both so phenomenal at what they oh, do. And they're you know, both the just chewing up the fucking scenery. So good. Yeah. <laughs> It's got Udo Kier in it as well, which is always always a good thing. Yeah, oh yeah. And he, he loves being in the vampire movies. <laughs> um, what else did I watch? I, 
Don't ask me why, but I watched fucking Titan AE. It's a good movie. movie. Mm. It's an okay movie. <laughs> yeah, okay, there, there we go. It's an acceptable it's, film. It is pretty, just, you know, middle-of-the-road, mediocre movie. Like, yeah. Nothing uh, nothing particularly special going on there. I don't know why. I just saw it on Netflix. I was like, oh, fucking sweet Titan AE. I'll watch this. And, uh, yeah, it was better when I was, like, 12. But... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch a whole lot this week. That's about it. All right, Adam. Or that was Scott. Adam. <laughs> My turn. Um, uh, I watched um, John Dies at the End again, um, and it's not a very good movie, really. I mean, I, I want to like it more than I actually do like it. You know, like it, it's. One of those movies where the book is far superior and, and kind of just disappoints me with how they went um, for the movie, but it's also pretty damn hard to um, condense all the ridiculous shit that happens in that book um, into a movie. But, um, yeah, it's more of like a phantasm film because um, it's the same guy that directed the phanta- wrote and directed the phantasm movies. Um, and so I just kind of... I just kind of think about it like that because I really like the phantasm movies. Um, so, uh, I watched that and, um, because of that, I think I'm probably going to start, I'm going to start, but not start, but, um, reread, um, John dies at the end and, uh, this book is full of spiders. It's, uh, it's, um, David Wong sequel. Thank you. No, no, thank you. You didn't say sequel, but, uh, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yes. David Wong from Cracked. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, I, I wonder if he's going to make another one or write another one or if he's writing another one or what. But uh, I really, really like those books. Um, I didn't really watch a whole lot of other stuff um, since I'm I'm way ahead for Horror Club. I think that I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm up and past everything that's been picked already. Oh, I started watching The Last Winter. Um, I've been wanting to watch that for quite a while. And um, it's – I mean, it's got um, – Ah, uh, shit, who plays Hellboy? Uh, Ron Perlman in it, so I was kind of surprised by that. Um, but it's just kind of slow so far. I'm only about halfway in. Um, I understand the concept, and I understand the twist of it because it's been out for a long time, but uh, um, it's very good-looking. So I'll, I'll probably mention how how it ends next week. Um, and uh, um, I want to watch... I'm going to start this week probably I'm going to start watching all the shitty Christmas horror movies um, that either that I have or have not seen. So I'm going to try and track down Elves. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to track down Don't Open Until Xmas. I'm going to watch the first Black Christmas. I'm going to watch the remake of Black Christmas. I'm going to probably rewatch Santa's Slays um, or Santa's, yeah, Santa's, whichever one with Goldberg, yeah. which can is I just god-awful. Can I throw out a suggestion of what I think is actually one of the best uh, Christmas horror movies, and it, it is it Silent Night, Deadly Night two? No, <laughs> you're close though. Um, legitimately, I think that Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Five, The Toy Maker, is probably the best in that entire franchise. I've only seen the first two, so I will look it up. Yeah, the it's it's completely they they walk entirely away from the Killer Santa concept, and it's about a, a bunch of toys that are killing people. And I remember trying to the, find uh, the the people who the person who made it. But it's starring I, Mick Rooney <laughs> okay. as the old kind toy toy maker. <laughs> that sounds 
exactly like something that he would have done in his later years. Um, but I, I've seen a couple small scenes from it, and I used to be scared of the um, VHS box art. Yes, and I just ordered Elves. I'm waiting for that to come in the mail, so I'll let you know if that's good or not. I'm sure it's going to be god-awful, but <laughs> I, I really want to watch it. Um, so I sat down. I've been rocking through a bunch of the stuff that I got from Scream Factory. Uh, so I watched uh, The Nest, which I'd never seen before, and that was pretty good. Um, nest? The Nest. It's about a bunch of mutant killer cockroaches that attack a small town. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is that the one? Wait, the cover has you, a woman being attacked. It? Yeah. Is it the one where like the guy turns into a cockroach at the end or whatever? Yeah, if you get bit by the cockroaches, you start to mutate into a cockroach yourself. <laughs> I, I need to see it. I've seen like the the, the climactic scene. That I want to watch the whole thing. Um, I watched Terror Vision, which I hadn't seen in a while. And so good. That movie, the the part that blew my mind more than anything in Terror Vision was actually the amazing cast of having uh, the the French girl from Better Off Dead playing yep. playing a punk rock chick. And having Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite playing a metalhead, um, or as Fuck, I, I need remember, to see this movie. Or, or as I remember yes, him, uh, the the Wolfman from Monster Squad. Uh, <laughs> but he is. Oh my God! That's that's yeah, Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico is the Wolfman from Monster Squad and the Wolfman I, from Fright Night Two. <laughs> wow! I never, I never put that together. <laughs> uh, I also watched Repo Man, starring Emilio Escovez. Because, that movie is so terrible. Oh, but it's fantastic! And it's I mean, it's it's a great, it's a great, um, time capsule to the eighties. It's a great man. soundtrack. It's such an interesting soundtrack to have been put out at yeah. that time of like all the hardcore music that was happening at the time. And uh, I, what else did I want to give a quick shout out for? Oh, um, I finally watched Prom Night Three, which might be my new favorite Prom Night movie. Really? Yeah. I've only seen the first two. Um, Prom Night 3 is like a genuine sequel to Prom Night 2, as opposed to Prom Night 2 having nothing to do with Prom Night 1. The concept of Prom Night 2 is far superior, in my opinion, but it's just so terrible. Prom Night 3 is uh, is straight up a wacky comedy. Like, it's very well aware of what it is. Um, and it basically involves Mary Lou possessing a guy... And convincing him to kill random students, but while he's killing them, in his mind, he's having sex with Mary Lou. So he keeps wow. like, jumping Almost around. That. <laughs> so it's not, I bought that and uh, Prom Night Part Four on a double DVD that I found at a yard sale. Uh, I haven't watched Prom Night Four yet, but <laughs> I'm sure I'll get. I didn't realize there were so many of these made. Yeah, there's four of those, and then the remake that no one wants to. Remember. We don't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, as always, my my Tumblr's continuing right now. I'm in the middle of watching uh, every uh, well the first four seasons of Thirty Rock because that's all I own right now. But uh, that shows that shows pretty great. Yeah, and and your obsession with uh, Liz Lemon. Tina Fey is continuing. Well, not even Tina Fey, Liz Lemon specifically. <laughs> Although I'm sure well, Liz Lemon is essentially Tina Fey. That's what I was about to say. Yes. <laughs> um. So. Is there any plugs that any of you guys have real quick before we uh, wrap up? I do. I, I mean, and it, this is maybe a couple weeks in advance, but uh, um, you, Matt, suggested a movie to me that I believe some some friends or acquaintances of yours were involved with, um, Calendar Girl, other otherwise known as um, 
Miss December. Miss December, yeah. And that, again, is kind of a Christmassy horror film. Um, really a, more of a dark comedy. Um, but it's, if, you can, if anybody that's listening can drag it down, um, it's actually pretty fun. It's, for, it's part of the Kevin it. Smith movie club. Uh, so if you can, it's it's released from Smodcast Pictures or whatever it's called. Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but that was before, like they had already casted Brian O'Halloran in the movie, and we're doing the festival circuit, and then Kevin Smith saw it and bought it. Right. Um, probably because Brian was like, "Hey, I'm in a movie." <laughs> uh, it's the same team that did the "I Am Santa Claus" documentary that I keep telling everyone. Oh, to see. yeah. Cool. <laughs> Uh, and they have one other film that they haven't com- that's been in a post-production hell for like five years, called Boot It, uh, that stars Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off as a uh, as an evil meter maid, and he hates this one dude and puts a boot on his car, and he can't afford to take the boot off, so he starts grilling food on his engine, and the food becomes more popular than any other food in Philadelphia. <laughs> and uh, oh he uses the money he raises from the food he cooks on his car to pay all of his uh, parking tickets to finally get the boot taken off. That's a fucking <laughs> long walk for stupid content. <laughs> yeah. Like but yeah, they. Uh, well, here's the best part. The reason that it's been in developmental hell is because they consider it a comedy, whereas the guy who wrote it thinks that it's actually a drama, and they've been fighting in the editing room. <laughs> 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 which i don't know i feel like the idea of watching that movie as if it was a drama might actually be funnier than watching it as a comedy <laughs> the problem though is that, that if he gets his way and he cuts it as a drama it'll take out all of the comedy and you'll be like oh because what they need to do is they need to cut it like a comedy but then have everybody like walk into the movie or like you know go into the film watching the film thinking okay the, the guy who wrote it thinks it's a drama, and then you get more comedy out of it. I think. <laughs> um, do Stephen or Adam have anything that they need to promote or plug? Uh, oh, the yeah, same just... more show on SoundCloud. Oh shit! I almost forgot that that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, basically, the I did see recently that Doug Jones, as in Abe Sapien. Etc. Etc. Um, he was also in John Yeah, he is. Yeah, is he just? Does he just do a voiceover in that, or does he actually play a character? No, oh, he's the he's the skinny guy. He's in. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, real. Yeah, he's the skinny um, guy in every, and gives the best hugs. Yep, he gives the best hugs like a spider. That's what man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's doing a crowdfunding Kickstarter type deal for uh, Nosferatu remake possibly um it was a bit thin on details and stuff but i believe they've done a similar one for um dr caligari where they basically reshot it on green screen uh i think they're doing a similar thing for nosferatu so i will see if i can find a link for that and throw it in the uh description uh discussion thread for this but uh yeah that might be quite interesting um it is definitely the role that he was born to play <laughs> um, like he, he is. He would be such a good Nosferatu or Count Orlock that uh, it's not even funny. <laughs> oh, I also need to know immediately when you get around to watching Loch Ness Horror. 
Oh, uh, so everyone's enjoying that trailer? I can't wait to watch that shit. <laughs> Trust me. I've already made plans with a friend that we're just going to get some Thai food and just rock through that movie while eating some Pad Thai. So uh, as, soon as, that, as soon as that package arrives at my door this week, it will be watched and I will discuss it next week on the podcast. Awesome. You cannot <laughs> wait until that package is in your box. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's I'll also come. watch Elves and let uh and let Scott know what he's in for. Oh, I'm gonna watch it too as soon as I find a copy. <laughs> VHS PS man, you should have taken advantage of that forty percent off. I know. <laughs> I know. Um do you One thing any... I forgot about oh. quickly. Sorry, Adam, just to jump in. Um the kind of shared folder I got set up for all the films for this horror club round. Um is it useful? Has anybody actually used it? Should I keep going? Let me know. So that I don't waste a ton of my internet bandwidth doing something that nobody makes use of. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to do it if it's being used. So let me know what you think about that. All right. Uh, Adam? Um, you want to listen to the St. Mort Show on SoundCloud? Um, you got to go over to everydamndvd.tumblr.com. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> You want to check out Spoon and Shovel on Tumblr.com. That's Scott's blog. Um, <laughs> that shit, is getting totally uh, ignored because of the holidays right now. Oh, well, then. I mean, not I totally. tried to it's follow not, it, not but the follow choice. button's nowhere on your page. Really? Yeah, I can't find I, the I'll button to click so that I get the uh, updates immediately. Okay, I'll make myself a little note to do that. Fix your we shitty Tumblr layout. We also need to mention Killer POV Podcast because I'm convinced that they're paying Matt for mentions. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, it's and, just they dude, cover he's made so like five, five cents. He's made at least five dollars. No. <laughs> I don't even think they know who I am. Well, the one person is because they've been on the podcast before, but the other people have no clue who the fuck I am. It's yeah. a good show. Just listen to it. <laughs> You're obsessed. Um... They had Dick Miller on this week. It was phenomenal. What was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, everybody should go over to the AV Club and flood them with votes uh, for Reddit Horror Club as the best podcast for 2014. <laughs> Do you think they would even put it on there? They'd be like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, if, even if the votes flooded in and we got like in the top ten, they'd be like, no, fuck that show. I don't know. I think they'd I just look and be like... There aren't enough people. In Horror Club to make that happen. Because <laughs> yeah, when we will. do our, our end of round voting, we get like five votes ever. And there's so, also... Uh, and three of them are us. Well, I mean, the, the most amazing part of the Reddit Horror Club is the fact that we have... We're getting close to 2,000 subscribers. <laughs> but like... <laughs> and, and seven active members. <laughs> but seven active members. Which, I mean, I'm not complaining... Because I do love the seven active members that we have. But, uh, yeah. Oh, and I just want to throw this out there. Very devastated to find out that uh, Cruel Jaws is no longer coming out on Blu-ray. As I was ex- I was so looking forward to it that it's not even funny. <laughs> it was just such a tease, and it got ruined. Yeah, oh my god. When they Here's what I don't understand. Alright, we're going to go on a little tangent before What if they I... did it on purpose? Here's what I don't understand. The reason that they pulled it from doing the Blu-ray is because they said that 
people had brought to their attention that the film contains copyright infringement on uh, Jaws 1 through 3, as well as a bunch of Italian Jaws movies. Uh, what I don't get about that is, like, that is literally the only appealing thing about that movie, is that it's uh, it's filled with so much copyright infringement. So, like, why would you even sign a deal to release this really awful movie if you didn't know that that's the only reason anybody wants to see it in the first place? <laughs> um, but, yeah, there I, I will... I, I actually just finally, after lots of begging and emailing and trying, I've gotten onto the Scream Factory review list, so I'll get all their Blu-rays in the mail to watch and review. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah that's a good deal. Fuck. So, so I'm missing out on Cruel Jaws. Just what you need. Yeah, I need more bad movies put into my uh, life. So, you know, Blackula and Scream, Blackula Scream double feature will be in my <laughs> DVD collection finally. <laughs> oh Jesus. So that, I, I, I fear for your health. <laughs> Just eating cheeseburgers and watching shitty horror movies? It's the life. <laughs> See, I couldn't think the wall of shame could get any bigger. but <laughs> No, I have to buy another shelf to put onto the wall of shame because oh, I filled Jesus. up my seven DVD shelves. Um, <laughs> women, I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> and we know why. <laughs> Alright, so in two weeks we're going to be talking about Senseless, which at this time I still believe is just the David Spade, um, David Spade, uh, Marlon Wayans vehicle. But in two weeks we'll be talking about The Revenant, which uh, I am probably going to be watching immediately after we finish this uh, recording, so we'll be good for that next week. Uh, Here is the trailer for that. (laughs) supposed to be dead oh jesus fuck that is not fucking cool nasty i think that this is maybe more than just a bug that's new he's undead he'll roam the countryside in search of victims to satiate his thirst for human blood he's sick he has a virus you have to chop off his head we'll need to drink human blood if he doesn't his soul will be in eternal agony that is so wrong Okay, you gotta help me. You want me to kill them? These are the drags of society. They have no jobs, no family. You think someone's gonna notice if they don't show up at the freeway exit ramp one day? Oh, thank you very much, sir. So I'm a zombie. You're a revenant. Dude. 